0: Marata. Marata. Bickley and Arizona Sports,
1: the local sports leader, Bigley Blast. Go back and look at the blueprint, and this week was supposed to be the crowning moment for the Cardinals. A Super Bowl in Glendale they hoped to play in, following a regular season where they would grow their national brand with an appearance on Hard Knocks. They wouldn't even have to fly home in the new team plane for their victory parade. They would already be here. Well, some balloons get burst, others are blown away, and I think we all know what kind of balloon the Cardinals happen to be. In short, today they are nothing short of an embarrassment. They are left with two candidates who had zero name recognition prior to last week. Two candidates without a shred of head coaching experience, which means they're about to hire a rookie head coach for the third consecutive time. And while you look up the definition of insanity, know that one of them lasted a year, and the other received a contract extension that shook the faith of the entire fan base. So to recap, D'Amico Ryans canceled an interview with the Cardinals to take the Lowly Texans job. Dan Quinn returned to Dallas as defensive coordinator rather than be head coach of the Cardinals and Brian Flores took his name out of consideration to be the D.C. in Minnesota despite a dwindling field of candidates in the Valley. The latter is an uh uh-oh moment that should have this franchise buying mirrors and looking straight into them for days. And while they're at it, they can go ahead and burn that blueprint because it's Super Bowl week and not only are the Cardinals not in the big game, they're not in the game at all. And it looks like next year is going to be a lot like last year, namely a lost cause. All right, today's Bickley Blast brought, you by, brought to you by my great friends at Chapman BMW, who make luxury affordable. You can find them online at chapmanbmw.com.
2: Key is casting the uh, the net far and wide, uh, making sure that we've got somebody with a very good plan, with the right leadership skills uh, that can come in, uh, not only at GM, but also at, at, at head coach, uh, to make sure that we, we build the kind of um, the team and squad and roster, uh, as well as... Uh, Staff and, and plan on both the offense and defensive side of the ball to make sure that we can win the NFC West. And when I, you know, I don't, I don't know that we're as broken as maybe people think. I mean, our record is terrible. But when you, you look at the talent on this team, we've got a lot of talent. We've just got to make sure that they're all playing together. That was Michael Bidwell back on January 9th, the day after the Cardinals wrapped mm-hmm. up their four-win regular season, the day that he fired Cliff Kingsbury made that announcement. uh, Made made that announcement. um, And, you know, the key there was, you know, I don't think we're as broken as people think. We had, you know consumed that press conference separately that day. So when we came in that Tuesday morning, the 10th of January, Bick, we shared similar thoughts on how we consumed that press conference. And it was a reassuring appearance and a reassuring yes. tone it's and message from, from Michael Bidwell. And here we are almost a month into this thing with with no answers. Yes, Monty Ford has been hired as the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, but they're still looking for a head coach. And they've scratched off more names than I think they've interviewed for for this job to this point. point. um, And I'm not saying it can't work out, but I don't think this is – Anywhere close to where Michael Bidwell wanted this head coaching search no. to go and how it to how it should be conducted.
1: Or and as I said in the blast, how any of this season was supposed to go. And mm-hmm. this whole thing has been wrong since last year's Super Bowl and and this the drama just hasn't stopped, Vinny. And, and and again, we all did give Michael Bidwell credit for undoing one of his misdeeds, which were the contract extensions for Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. Shouldn't have happened in the first place. So so only X amount of credit Credit gets given to a guy who goes and on does his mistakes, but still, at, at that point in time, I was pretty confident that um, that at least they were going to get on a better path, especially after they hired a, a GM from the outside, which I still do believe is a very important step for this football team going forward. Now, um, getting the quarterback piece right, well, that this is you know it, we're getting to the point in time where it's going to happen or it's not, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, I don't know, man. It just it, to me, it it just feels like now with with the uncertainty and the inexperience we're going to get with a head coach, it's going to be more of the same. It's going to be a head coach getting a coaching staff backfilled for him by the organization that's currently in place, which will include leftovers from the previous regime, and then you're left to think, why wh- why can't we have a real renaissance yet here? Yeah. And so people, people, listen, we dwelled on the Kyler Murray aspect. As we said earlier in the program, I'm sure Kyler Murray's personality and, and the way he rolls is, is a turnoff for a lot of people. But you know football coaches as well as I do. And football coaches, uh, they really, really, most of them are not lacking self-esteem. Most every single one of them believes they can fix your problem. So most football coaches I know would look at Kyler Murray, and they wouldn't see the negative. They would go, I've got a chance to make myself look great.
2: Absolutely, and, and, and that that's what makes this so discouraging. Is Sean Payton, even before he was rumored to be getting back into coaching, would make the media rounds and talk about, "I, I got a plan for Kyler Murray. <laughs> this is how you would fix Kyler Murray," uh, and he goes elsewhere. Brian Flores, who was out of you know the head coaching spotlight uh, for for a couple of years, he your, at yeah. least one year passed on on an opportunity to get yep. back into that spotlight. Um, you know, we, we kind of we we talked about Sean Payton and what he said about Russell Wilson and. Russell Wilson's personal people being in the facility next year, including... His own personal quarterbacks coach. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm not familiar with that. We've got players. We've got coaches. That's the way it's going to be. Why is it so easy for somebody to come in and make that edict from day one with a quarterback who, by the way, has been to two Super Bowls and won one? He can do that. But it doesn't seem like anybody in the Arizona Cardinals organization, and we've identified it, Kyler Murray needs tough love. Yeah. Give him the damn, stop talking about it and give it to him. Yeah. You know what? We would like Kyler to rehab in Arizona. No,
1: no, you're, you're rehabbing exactly, in Arizona. Exactly. That's exactly the way you handle it. You you don't give them options, and you don't you don't um, indulge the entitled. I, I don't. There's never been a situation where someone who is entitled entitled uh, get, gets a dose of reality by being further indulged, especially with, with the lack of accomplishment yeah. in his career. Oh, yeah. I,
2: I'm not saying Kyler's been bad. It's been a mixed bag, but. If he had two Super Bowls in his back pocket, Kyler, is, that's why. That's why Russell Wilson had carte blanche to bring his people
1: in is because he's had success. You would think Kyler Murray would be screaming for this, even if he can't bring himself to say it. That he is screaming for a better path. He cannot like the trajectory of his NFL career.
2: No, I agree. Maybe they should put something in his contract <laughs> to make him sort of do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be a bad idea.
1: No, but again, but again this, is, this is our point exactly. If you've got the right head coach who holds players accountable, you wouldn't need exactly. to put that in a contract. It would just happen organically. Exactly. That the head coach would say, dude, you're not leaving this facility until you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know and you leave the facility, you are no longer starting quarterback of this football club. Yeah, okay. Problem solved. Yeah. Well, shut up, Gary. <laughs> maybe solved. Maybe you create another one. But, 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 right, but hey, but, at least but you're, it's a better kind. At of least problem. you're dealing right. with it. Head right. on. At least you're dealing with it.
2: Listen for your name every day this week for your chance to win tickets to Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Just text the word Super to six twenty six twenty to register. Once you hear your name, call in within the time frame, and you could be headed to Super Bowl Fifty Seven plus the FanDuel party, Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl experience. That's Super S U P E R to 620-620. That is how you get entered. Uh, Coming up next, Suns might be entering crunch time and their best player coming back tonight. Uh, What does it all mean with a new owner also taking over? Uh, It's a big week for the Phoenix Suns. We'll get into all of it next. Spickly and Murata mornings live from Media Row. Super Bowl 57, our coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader
0: and Marotta
1: mornings. Arizona Sports,
0: the local sports leader. Arizona Sports All Access,
2: presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. And it's time for our Arizona Sports All Access qualifier. That qualifier today, Abby Turner from El Mirage which I believe is Spanish for the Mirage. <laughs> Abby Turner, you've got 10 minutes to give us a call. 602-260-9870 to qualify for your chance to win tickets to Super Bowl 57. Starting the clock for you right now, Abby Turner from El Mirage. Ten minutes to give us a call. 602-260-9870. It's Arizona Sports All Access, presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. Good luck, Abby. Looking forward to a lot That's an understatement, right? There's a lot to be excited about with the Phoenix Suns this week. Not only are they three games above 500 again at 29-26, very much in the thick of things in the Western Conference. That was Devin Booker talking about his return to the court tonight. Curious to see how the Suns use him, but anytime you have Devin Booker at your, Booker at your disposal, yeah. you're a much better basketball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big news last night was the unanimous approval from the NBA Board of Governors that Matt Ishbia will be the new owner of the Phoenix Suns, he and his brother and that group, uh, comes in as the majority owners of the Suns and Mercury. Uh, we should have a press conference tomorrow. And that, you know, is another reason for optimism. We talked about it earlier in the show, Beck, about just the washing away of, of the residue of this, this past ownership group. And yeah. it's been in place for a long mm-hmm. time. There's a lot of washing that needs to be done. But there's also a lot of questions that need to be answered well, in the immediate for Matt Ishbia. Oh, without a doubt. Group. Yeah.
1: Yeah, without a doubt, because you wonder, we've, we've heard a lot of, um, we've heard a lot of rumblings about the names that might be coming with Matt Ishbia to the sons. Uh, what his executive team might look like. We've talked about Mateen Cleaves, who was the leader of that Michigan state team that won a championship, two of them. In fact, with Matt Ishbia being a bench player on it. Um, and then there was a story that you alerted me to that, that I don't know how to take. And that would be a potential involvement for Isaiah Thomas, former Knicks great, who, uh, You can you can understand why Matt Ishbia would feel that way towards Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas is a Midwestern basketball icon. Mm -hmm. He he prepped in Chicago. He was a legend there. He played college basketball in Indiana. He was a a legend there, there. and he was an NBA legend in Detroit, Michigan. Where where, so so you get all that. But if but if you're looking to kind of wash a toxic workplace culture out of here, that's what Isaiah Thomas left behind in New York.
2: Yes, and the details. Of it are very seedy. There was an eleven and a half million dollar settlement in that case in the mid two thousands. But the Knicks organization, the ownership, James Dolan, never, never really. They they acknowledged they made the payout, but they never really acknowledged all of those things. They they maintained it was right. all invented right. uh, by by the litigant. Um, but well, that's a lot of money to
1: pay out for inventions. I, so, I agree right. with you. So, but we, do, we don't know. We know that Isaiah Thomas was, yeah. was a,
2: connected by Rick Buecher uh, in, in a FoxSports.com article. So we don't know no. what that means, if that's coming we're immediately. We're all speculating. Yes.
1: We're, we're all speculating here. The the bigger thing to me is, Vinny, you and I, before the season even began, when we, we were talking about DeAndre Ayton and we were coming out of the summer flirtation with Kevin Durant, we circled this game as, will this be the game? in which... Well, DA and, and, and Kevin Durant might switch sides, and for all that's gone down, we're almost back at the same place. Actually, it wasn't even
2: this game. It was the game in Phoenix. Oh, that's right. After the January, it was, I think, January that's wh- 19th. That's what it was. Yes. That's what it was. But I was thinking that's about right. that, too, because that's the game we had circled. Wow, DeAndre Ayton could be playing for Brooklyn that's that right. night, and yep. Kevin Durant could be playing for the Suns. Yep. I mean, I guess that would be highly unlikely if a deal went down. That, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it wouldn't happen. No. Is what I'm saying, but, no. you know, it was a possibility for both of these games between these teams on the schedule, which is very strange.
1: Well, and uh, here's what's here's what's going to be interesting, because I think we're all very excited about Devin Booker coming back to a basketball team that seems to have found a little bit of terra firma here. Even, even if for a while they were playing a real easy schedule, that win in Boston really validated what they had done against inferior competi- competition in my mind. So they're in a good place competitively, um, and spiritually they should be in a good place, but this Chris Paul thing, I'm really curious to see what this means now to just the, the, the esprit de corps of this group. Right, mm-hmm. and and Chris Paul said all the right things yesterday, but you gotta wonder: is is part of Chris Paul asking himself, "Are you kidding me? I took a chance on a team that was thirty four and thirty nine. I helped trigger a dramatic cultural overhaul. I was on DeAndre Ayton every day when nobody else would. I was an and MVP gonna... candidate for a team that went to the finals, and me? You're going to trade me to Brooklyn when my family lives in Southern California, and you know I like to fly back and. forth? Forth. So you wonder, you wonder internally, and then you have to ask yourself. What does James Jones think about all this? Is James Jones executing owners' orders, new owners' orders, when he doesn't want any part of trading Chris You don't know. I'm just speculating. It's all I'm doing. That's that's what's weird about all of this
2: is when Friday Kyrie Irving comes out and says I want to be traded from Brooklyn and there's all the ripples and all the waves and one of those waves was hey the Suns might have interest and my initial reaction was no they won't they won't have interest in making a deal of that magnitude now it just flies in the face of how james jones has operated as the head of basketball operations right. and then you okay there's a new owner coming in who might be saying we need a splash this would be a splash yeah. uh certainly would but that i think opens up the floodgates for for anything being possible it which does. is a week and a half ago i didn't feel that way i thought yeah. it to be a very quiet trade deadline for the suns i thought they would do their best not guaranteeing anything, but do their best to unload Jay right. Crowder to get something for him before you know, and not have to buy him out, which would be a complete failure. Uh, but, yeah, I think right. I think th- everything's on the table now for a possibility. And,
1: and even if – so, so to me, it really does look like the timing of it all has to be the timing of Maddish desire, which means he wants to come in and make an imprint on this group and hit the ground running. It, it doesn't sound like he wants to take over and evaluate. It sounds like he wants to take over and compete right away. And so even if nothing happens at the trade deadline – I think, even even though I think the pursuit of Kyrie Irving's a little whack, if you ask me, a lot whack, a lot whack. It, it, I think it's a sign of his aggression, which I think we can feel good about. And I think it's also proof that change is coming, whether it's at this trade deadline or in the off season or somewhere in the very near future. Everything about the Phoenix change is going to Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix change, the Phoenix Suns is going to morph into something different, because that's the way it happens.
2: Oh, I totally agree, and yeah, like the this you know extreme patience with guys like Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson and yeah. guys that were deemed untouchable. I don't think anybody's untouchable except if you wear number one on your. Let's just hope they know
1: how great their PA address announcer is. I think all change is possible. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm not going to be hypocritical about this one.
1: I might I have done, la- uh, done my last game. Yeah. Uh, next year it's gonna be Gamble. Devin Booker <laughs> He's back. He's back <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I scream a little louder, you think? You blew out the uh, I did. The People are like, here. okay. What's up with those guys? Igor <laughs> <He wore> Kakaskov. <cock-a-scop. laughs> <laughs> Gamble should do that job for a year. Wouldn't it be great? Not to displace you or anything, but that would be. I could use the time.
2: <laughs> Jared, uh, we got two minutes on the clock for Abby Turner of El Mirage. Has she called in yet? She has not. Abby Turner, what are you doing? Yeah. Call in you, Abby Turner. Don't you, be Abby normal. You did what you had to do. You texted Super to 620, 620. You got registered. You have a minute and
1: 45 seconds. Friends to call. of Abby Turner. Sports. stage an yeah, intervention immediately
2: 602-260-9870 so abby can become a qualifier for uh arizona sports all access tickets to super bowl 57 and a bunch of other stuff we'll keep you updated on that we'll also have our weekly visit with the one and only shane doan next it's pickley and Murata mornings here on arizona sports the local sports leader arizona
1: sports the local sports leader doan
2: scores on the
1: Shane Doan. Shane Doan got a piece of it. I think this goal is going to go to the captain. Captain Coyote. Shane Doan sends a one hopper on net. He scores! The captain.
2: Coyote's legend, Shane Doan. Up early to talk Coyotes hockey with Bickley and Marotta. Shot by Shane Doan. He scores! Uh, before we get to Donor, the shot clock blew up on Abby Turner. Ten minutes, no call. Shame, shame. Missed opportunity for Abby, but that opens up an opportunity for you to be our Tuesday qualifier for the Arizona Sports All Access. Uh, I need a caller number, Vic. Caller number five, Vinny. Caller Johnny number Bench. five. <laughs> Jaden Daniels. Six oh, Yeah, him too. That's where you went with number five. <laughs> 602-260-9870 <laughs> is the uh, phone number. For all of you vultures who are waiting around for Abby Ow. not to call, Ow. now is your chance to strike. Caller number 5, 602 260 Now we head out to the Arizona Sports Line where uh, Shane Doan, Chief Hockey Development Officer of the Arizona Coyotes, joins us for his weekly visit. Donor, happy Super Bowl week.
0: Hey, hey guys. How are you doing?
2: Doing good. Um, I, I was just watching clips before you came on. I, di- I didn't watch it live. We talked about it last week. The pitch and putt. uh, Man, that gave off some serious, happy Gilmore vibes. What did you think of it? I was underwhelmed by it. Did you watch it, Donor?
0: There was a lot of things that were a little bit different um, in in their approach to the All-Star game in Florida. But uh, you know what? They're trying. Some succeeded, some I think. Yeah,
1: so. and that's that's a good way of putting it. Probably leave it at that. I, yeah, I was a little underwhelmed to be quite honest. How do you feel about the the
2: divisional tournament setup with basically three on three? It, it it's entertaining. There's a lot of space. There's a lot of scoring, but it's a little goofy. I think.
0: Yeah, you know what? It is entertaining, and it is it's unique, and it's different. Um, they're trying to find a way to create any. I mean, you look at what the NFL did with if you play a physical sport. Uh-huh. How are you going to ask your best players to kind of? Show up at a an exhibition game where they're playing with their friends and kind of really play the way they have to. Yeah, I, that's I don't know how you go about doing it. I I think the three on three is okay. Um, it's not bad. You, you wish yeah. that there is somebody some, and it takes like one or two guys to really take it serious that are like that are big names, and it goes through the whole group because you don't want to be embarrassed, and so then you start to try. But when everyone kind of takes it easy and it just kind of relax and it, it can get a little sloppy and uh, fun to watch but not exactly something that's going to hold your attention
1: no you know what i did like watching though i like watching connor mcdavid in the accuracy shooting contest oh, that dude goodness. is unreal donor like everyone
0: knows how good he is like everyone i mean you do not have to understand our game for one second to watch him and be like, wow, that guy's better than everyone else <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. I don't, I don't even know what they're doing and he's better. I just you can just see it. It's, I, right. it's incredible.
1: And you watch the he competition, is. he was actually so he went 3 for 3 on his targets. He had gone 4 for 4 previously. And I think he was up against Nazem Kadri, I think in the finals, and he started yeah. he started stick handling because I think he had some snow or some ice on the puck, and he ended up losing <laughs> the contest. Everybody thought he had yeah. won, and he ended up losing it because he was just taking his time. That's how confident he was.
0: Yeah. And he he is a guy that is so driven. He comes and skates here. So he, during the um, during COVID, he came down and practiced down here. Him and Austin Matthews practiced together, and they skated with me. So I ran a nice session for probably five months during COVID from like August to January and he skated and the thing that's the thing that blew me away the most about him is he never falls never loses a puck in a game but if you watch him in practice (laughs) he pushes himself so hard in every single drill that he loses a puck once in a while Mm -hmm. and you're like wow but he's going so much faster than everyone else. And then everyone else is losing the puck because they're just remotely trying to keep up to the guy. And it's impossible. He is so much better wow. right now than everyone in the world. It's incredible. That's yeah. great insight.
2: Shane Doner, our guest, as he is weekly on Vickley uh, and Murata Mornings. Hey, the Coyotes look like a team that hadn't played in a while. They looked pretty fresh last night, Doner.
0: Yeah. Malka, he is so good when he has a little bit of a breather. Yeah, And last night, he, uh, he was good. Uh, obviously, Chick gets a couple big goals. Um, Jack McBain scored. Jack McBain was drafted by the Minnesota Wild and he chose not to sign with them and became an unrestricted free agent and I think he has three goals against them in two games. It's amazing on <laughs> how that seems to play on. You give guys a little bit of a competition. He played really well for us last night as well.
2: Well, and Last night, too, the end of that game, you got a one-goal lead and, and killing off a penalty late in the third period. Can you just kind of paint the picture of how stressful that can be for a hockey team to <laughs> to, to, to be a, a man down when you're
0: trying to protect a one-goal lead? Yeah, it's really stressful, and it's particularly for the guy that's in the penalty box because you are—you feel so <laughs> responsible in that moment. But it is—you you pull the goalie, you're up, you got two man advantage, and it becomes really intense and. Uh, Uh, you, you see guys laying down to block shots and getting hit, you know, just doing whatever it takes to find a way to, to score a goal. And then, and you see the pressure of guys that can make a simple play when the pressure, it mounts on people, the effect it has where the clock in your brain seems to be going faster than it really needs to and you can't. Seem to calm it down. and, and Last night, there was a couple of times where guys had the puck on their stick to get the puck out and they couldn't get it out and it was a battle. And, uh, that always makes it fun to watch a game when that happens. When yeah. Everyone wants to see those moments in hockey and, and in any sport where it matters and guys have to step up.
1: You know, proof that some people look good in a mullet, Donor, the Coyotes are 11-8 and 2 at home. <laughs> <laughs> what is behind that? Well, you look good in your Thank you, brother. you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I thought it was I thought it was great so, Transcended. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> yeah you know what it's one of those things that uh, that it's a unique environment to be in and I think they're, they're we're finding a way to make it work and uh, it's not something that it's not something that we Necessarily planned on, but it's given us a home feel, a home ice advantage, and in, in that it's it's a little different. And our guys get excited to play, and the crowd's great. And uh, last night was another example of it.
2: I know we talked about it early in the season. Uh, you know some of the attitudes or, or comments from opponents coming in to play at Mullet Arena. But you know Vic mentioned the record 11 8, and two. That's very respectable. Wins over some of the top teams in the, in the league yeah. at Mullet. Have you been able to, to get any more feedback on, on what the opponents feel like uh, playing playing in, a, in an arena like that?
0: The guys get a, they seem to get a little excited about the idea that it's kind of back to um, you' you're playing in your old college environment there's yeah. a little nostalgia there's a little bit of a and you're playing in a junior hockey rink that's just what it is and and it reminds you of that and and I think there's an element of that 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 makes it uh, exciting and fun for them and 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 it's unique it is it's different than anywhere else in the league so we're trying to take advantage of that and hopefully uh, we can continue to do so.
2: All right. Uh, go, no good. Go, no, I'm, so I'm done. I was just going to ask uh, Donor who who he likes in the Super Bowl on Sunday.
0: I. You know what? I am. I'm blown away that that Philly is where they are because, I mean, they just won the Super Bowl five years ago, six years ago, and then they pretty much gutted everything. Yeah. And for them did. to be back it's unbelievable, which is encouraging as a as a sports fan that you recognize that that can happen quickly. So there's a huge part of me that's cheering for them. But I love Patrick Mahomes, and i got a cheer for him. And just to bug Jared, i got a cheer for Andy Reid, too. So I love Andy Reid. I love and Andy Reid, do. Yeah. And, Shane, that's, let's be honest, Shane.
2: Let's be honest, Shane. You're blown away by anybody who can make it to a championship game.
1: Wow.
0: Wow. Hey, have you been saving that one, Jared? Because you've been quiet for the last, like, five or six weeks in a row. So I appreciate it that you finally came with something. I wanted to give you a good zinger there. I'm just glad I'm just glad we did
2: something to wake him up, Donor.
0: Oh, there we go. There, They're I all agree. having
2: fun at the the big media row, and I'm here in the studio like a like a sap.
0: Oh, that's what's going on. You're stuck back there by yourself. I'm right. a real hump. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, and you know you know how Jarrett withers without constant attention, too, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: I, I do. I do know how. I, he sent me a picture of him and Luke, and it's he's he's.
2: Driving under the attention
0: of the picture. So on brand. Donor. good to talk to you. you Enjoy the week. We'll talk to you next uh, Tuesday. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later.
2: Shane Doan, the uh, Chief Hockey Development Officer of the Arizona Coyotes, our guest. Scott Dunning was our caller number five. Congratulations, Scott. Uh, just qualifying wins you tickets to the Super Bowl experience, and now your name is in the running for everything else that Arizona Sports All Access has to offer. Another name will be called out today between 10 and 2 by Wolf and Luke, and then uh, between 2 and 6 by Burns and Gambo. So if you registered, listen for your name. If you haven't registered yet, text SUPER to 620-620. Arizona State Sun Devils got a split last weekend, and they are near crunch time in their schedule if they want to make it to the NCAA tournament. We'll talk to their head coach, Bobby Hurley, next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: This is the Sun Devil Fast Break
0: with ASU men's head basketball coach, Bobby Hurley. The Sun Devil Fast Break is presented by Arizona Ford dealers.
2: Now, Sun Devils got a split last week at home. They head out on the road to the Bay Area schools, and it is crunch time for uh, ASU basketball. We're joined, as we are every Tuesday, by the head coach of the Sun Devils, Bobby Hurley, who checks in on the Arizona sports line. Bobby, good morning. How are you? Pretty good. Good morning, guys. Uh, I know it was probably great for you guys to get back into the win column against Oregon State, but I'm, I'm guessing coming out of the game against Oregon, that field goal percentage the Ducks put up in the second half is probably sticking in your craw. Am I right?
3: Yeah, I mean, they. Uh, I think they used the, the their end of half. You know, the way we finished the half wasn't great. You know, we had a six-point lead, and uh, we turned it over, and they hit a three, and uh, so that cut it to three right away. I think mm-hmm. they kind of set off that momentum. Uh you know, Dante's a handful. You know, we played some good centers this year, you know, Hunter Dickinson uh with Michigan and uh you know guys like that, but he uh he was very productive, very difficult to stop. I mean he had a sweeping hook in the uh second half there. He looked like an NBA guy going across the lane. So um yeah I, I think some of it was us certainly but but uh you got to give credit to Oregon the way they played in the second half. Sure
1: now you've got obviously now you guys are in a position where you're gonna have to play well on the road to close out here uh i know you're capable of it how confident is the team what is the mindset of the group right now
3: we had a good practice yesterday i think uh the urgency is 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 known it's been conveyed to the group you know that you know we had a nice cushion we were six and one the cushion's gone so we have uh You know, the margin for error is is not there anymore. We have to win games now and, uh, and figure out how to get it done on the road.
2: Bobby Hurley, the head coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils, our guest every week here on uh, Bickley and Murata mornings. Going into this road trip, you, you got to look at Stanford early in those in those extra conference games. You haven't seen Cal yet, but two teams that have struggled this year, Cal especially, has struggled at home. Um, you know, and I know Bick just asked you about mindset, but what, what's the message going into this weekend in terms of, of what you want to see from your team on this road trip, Bobby?
3: Well, I mean, we, uh, you know, we've proven, you know, we're still 16 and 8. We've proven that we can win games, uh, and you know, all those pieces are still in place. It's not like we have, uh, you know, knock on wood have had a significant injury that we've had to overcome or something of that nature. You know, all the players, the same players are there that won, you know, won these games for us and we, you know, we got to figure out how to, how to close games out a little better. You uh, certainly, uh, the Oregon game is, uh, is a game we got to, you know, figure out how to win down the stretch and, You know, play without fouling. I think it was, uh, I don't think I've been involved in a game where it was like a tale of two halves where, you know, both teams at halftime shot two free throws and then all of a sudden in the second half you felt like you got dropped into an entirely different game where, uh, you know, free throw shooting became, you know, such a crucial part of it.
1: How do you feel about this? Because it, it feels like we've been in this struggle before where you um, you seem to be just knocking on that door or on that glass ceiling, whatever it is, and w- you've dealt with a lot of frustrations. Emotionally, is is it tough waiting for this breakthrough from your vantage point?
3: Well, you want it bad for the kids because you see how hard they've worked for months. And, uh, you know, we've proven that we could beat really good teams. We've just been in a tough stretch. I think really the only game... Game that we didn't show up was was the SC game, at, uh, you know, in this six game stretch where we lost five out of six. I think you know we've lost an overtime game where we didn't shoot well, uh, you know, on the road, and we've you know, lost a close one, you know, to Oregon, a game that was certainly winnable. But uh, you know, you just wanted you want to see it bad for your kids. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not sure what much more I could do. You know, you're always trying to to get better and find. You know, just little things that could put you over the top. It's 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 hard to locate those things right now.
2: Yeah, DJ Horn was back. Uh, we, we talked about him last week, and you outlined what had gone on with DJ. And, and especially in the Oregon game, him playing 36 minutes, three steals, 18 points, and, you know, a, a decent shooting percentage, 7 for 17. What did it mean to have uh, DJ back last weekend?
3: Yeah, I mean, he should have had another steal on the sideline about four minutes left in the game, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> he... he he was, uh, you know, he's the guy that, that we need, you know, just the guy that could go in there and uh, and create offense, make shots. Uh, he's not only a scorer, though, he does other things well. And, and uh, you know, he's been good to me the last two years, and he looked like himself again. And I think one thing we got to try and do is get him and Des Cambridge playing, playing well together. Be yeah. some one-two punch if we could get these guys to... Be able to feed off each other a little more on the offensive end of the floor. You know, DJ had it going versus Oregon, and and, and uh, you know Des didn't force anything, but he you know he struggled early in the game to to put points on the board, and uh, you know he came on in the second half. But it'd be great to see those two guys out there, uh, you know, giving us some offense at the same time.
1: Yeah, and that's where I was going to go, and I'll just double up on that by saying, dear, do, do you think maybe offensively you got a couple of guys who are, are due? You know, I, I watch Warren Washington down on the blocks, and he's such a big hulking. President presence and if he could just refine his touch a little bit it would seem to address some of your issues and des he's he's such a gifted scorer at times and, and yet it's it's been a little up and down is it is it as simple as that is it as simple as your guys making shots in key moments that might liberate this basketball team
3: yeah I, uh, you know warren i think is someone we're going to continue to play through and, and he's going to get uh you know, opportunities to score it. And he's, and he's got guys, you know, like Frankie and, um, you know, that, that are looking for him. And, uh, Mm -hmm. And as he's rolling to the basket, he's a very good finisher. You know, he's he's missed some touch shots. You know, contested touch shots around the basket that I think he's capable of making, and you know he'll continue to work on those. And I, I think he'll, uh, you know, he'll give us a boost down the stretch. But I do think it's important what 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 you touched on and what I talked about earlier, just getting getting DJ and Dez, you know, going at the same time. So now yeah. I always felt when I played if 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 the other guys Grant Hill or were, we're playing well, man. Things were going to be a lot easier for me on the offensive end. and That's what I'm hoping for here down the stretch with these guys.
2: Well, Bobby, always a pleasure to talk to you. Best of luck yeah, this weekend luck, in uh, the Bay Area and we'll talk to you next Tuesday, hopefully talking about two wins. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Head coach Bobby Hurley of the Arizona State Sun Devils joins us every Tuesday to talk ASU basketball here on uh, on Arizona Sports. Uh, also want to remind you that uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line. It's open at six twenty. 620 right now. we got a packed 9 o'clock hour. we got some guests coming up here from Media Row. But the 9 o'clock hour will start in style. Sarah will take us through some social studies next as we continue our Media Row coverage uh, here from the Phoenix Convention Center, Super Bowl 57. It's brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings with Canvas Annuity. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.